Okay, I'm recording. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hi, I'm Aspen. And I'm Kaya. And we're burning the disco down. I am so, so excited to be here today for our first episode. I want to give a shout out to the song Chaotic by Tate McRae because I've been listening to it nonstop for the past however many days since it came out and it's engraved into my brain now. I felt that. I really did. What's on heavy repeat for me personally is As It Was by Harry Styles. Honestly, yeah. For very (laughs) obvious reasons. And the music video as well. Unmatched. A work of art, truly. Speaking of Tate and Harry, they're going, well, Tate is on tour right now. And then Harry's going back on tour for Love on Tour International Edition this year also. And I feel like everybody's been going on tour lately. Yeah, I feel like this month we have like like five concerts to go to. No, honestly, like (laughs) April's going to be insane for us. I I literally have one like every single week. We have a Love Your Rodrigo. Yeah. Conan Gray. Conan Gray. Um, possibly Tate yeah possibly Tate I am going to see Lord at the end of April oh yeah I forgot you're doing yeah. Lord this month literally everyone's touring concert which, season is huge yeah concert season is I've never been to this many concerts in one month it's weird that they're not like all throughout the summer it's all just April yeah they really said spring they really said spring we're Denver all touring concerts. in spring <laughs> yeah. spring is the only time to tour like yeah. I don't have anything past June I don't think no. honestly yeah we're seeing bleachers in June yeah and that's literally it that's it that's my last one that's so strange. I mean I'm sure we'll find more yeah <laughs> um that's directed at Taylor <laughs> if you want to tour we're if you ready. want to tour we're ready well my, my bank, bank account yeah. my bank account's not ready but me personally I'm emotionally yeah yeah I'm totally ready I'm gonna get a side hustle one person concert. I really wish that I saw was Dua Lipa. I yes. wish I saw her on tour. I think she that was just here. so fun. Yeah, she, she was. was. And I think here. Meg The Stallion came with her too. Oh, yeah. Which was really random, but I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I wish I went. I would have loved it more if I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Love the concept, though. She is an icon. She, in my mind, has the best stylist. Her outfits are to unmatched. die for. Totally unmatched. Yeah. I also feel like TikTok has made such a big difference on concerts. Like, I feel like the hype gets built a lot more with, like, videos and people posting their experiences. Yeah. I feel like, especially with pop artists and stuff, I feel like they go viral all the time. Like, I feel like they're constantly on my For You page. And especially with, like, Dua Lipa, I've seen a lot of videos of her on stage from, like, people in the pit. And the people in the comments are just, like, coming for her neck for literally no reason. Like, they'll be talking about how she's not dancing enough or she doesn't have enough stage presence. Like, she's doing her best, man. Yeah. No, she is stunning. She's a queen. She is so unproblematic. She just goes out there and performs. And Great voice. And looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Sings amazing. She, all the videos that I've seen, like, her, she doesn't sound like she uses auto-tune. Barely at no, all. No, literally. She like, sounds she sounds the exact so same. good. And people were just attacking her. It's, I mean, we all know her dancing narrative hasn't been great. Um, but she's a singer. She's not famous for dancing. Exactly. Like, I don't think that we need to always have pop stars that are good at dancing. I don't know why Preach. that has become such a narrative. But the 2018 shimmy for her <laughs> was a really, really big deal. Like, if you haven't seen it, you could probably literally just look up Dua Lipa 2018 shimmy and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Her little twist move um, that everyone decided they hated. Which is like, I just, there's, people will pick apart literally anything. Oh, yeah. And it's like, she's so talented and stunning. And then that's what they come for. Like, they have no recognition for how 
amazing she is at singing. Yeah, and then her second album, when she went to the Grammys in 2021, which was, like, supposed to be the 2020 Grammys, but, you know, obviously that didn't happen. (laughs) Um, But her performance at the 2021 Grammys was so incredible, and I remember everyone was losing their minds because it seemed like she had, like, completely changed. Full, like... Not different aesthetic, but it definitely, like, grew. Her aesthetic grew in the way that it was before. And it didn't even seem like... She definitely had more confidence as, like, a dancer. But the funny thing is, is, like, her singing, like, was exactly the same. But everyone still freaked out about her new and improved performance. I mean, she did look incredible. Yeah, she looked amazing. And her performance was definitely better. But it's, like, she's not famous for being a dancer. She's famous for being a singer. Yeah. And so why is there that whole thing where they need to be... Both. Both. Like, let her live. <laughs> she's incredible, and she's doing better than I ever could, so. But that one performance, I feel like, really sparked her career, because people only knew, like, her popular songs at that time, the ones that were on the radio, and then I feel like after that performance, people really, like, looked her up and decided to listen to her music, and I feel like that was literally just because she decided to take a different route and yeah. lean into what everyone was talking about and change her her image if you will well that's something we could talk about for 10 hours (laughs) (laughs) is women changing their image in the music industry (laughs) yeah i just feel like well especially with like women in the music industry i feel like you have to almost or else people get bored which is so stupid because so many men don't change and they just continue to put out music that sounds the exact same and everyone loves them for it like I'm not going to name any names, but there's a lot of rappers out there that yep. don't know how to dance. <laughs> yes. And no one has ever talked about that. They love to walk around with a microphone. Yeah, they hands. love to walk around with a microphone. But their stage presence yeah. is fantastic <laughs> for whatever reason. People are just praising that. It's fine. Everything's fine. I love being, being a woman. A woman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this is something that's definitely touched on in Miss Americana, Taylor Swift's documentary, a ton. And there's a quote in that that I'm sure everyone kind of knows, but she's talking about how women in entertainment have until they're like 35 years old until they're kind of not exciting anymore. And she says, the female artists have reinvented themselves 20 more times than the male artists. They have to or else you're out of a job. Constantly having to reinvent, constantly finding new facets of yourself that people find to be shiny. Mirrorball. <laughs> and that's a reference to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She says, be new to us, be young to us, but only in new ways and only in the way we want. And reinvent yourself, but only in the way we find equally comforting, but also a challenge to you. Live out a narrative that we find to be interesting enough to entertain us, but not so crazy that it makes us uncomfortable. So that last part, she's talking about living out a narrative. No, same. (laughs) I just made myself have goosebumps with my own voice. (laughs) Taylor's words. Taylor's words, my voice. (laughs) But yeah, Dua Lipa her performance was entertaining, but if she would have taken it a little bit further, would it have made people uncomfortable because she changed too much? So it's like, what's yeah. the fine line there? Fine line. <clears throat> <clears throat> also, like, rereading that quote now that we're sitting here again, yeah. it literally, like, that encapsulates Mirrorball. Like, yeah. honestly, that yeah. entire quote, was that an Easter egg for Mirrorball? I think it was, honestly. Conspiracy. I, no, I seriously think it was. Mirrorball is already written yeah. in the Miss Americana yeah. documentary. Yeah. <laughs> you know it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, like, I feel like that quote really resonates with, like, the entire theme of the song. In general, Mirrorball is on an album that 
is the exact opposite of some things that Taylor has done before. And like we said, she is the queen of reinvention and she knows how to do it better than anybody. But just going through all of her albums, she started as very country and America's sweetheart. And no one really knows where that country accent came from because she's from Pennsylvania, but we're going with it. <laughs> I just want to, just a side Who are note. we? Who are we to question? <laughs> Who are we to know? I, I can start talking in a country accent. I just... Side note, I just want to know about the day when Taylor woke up and decided she wasn't going to talk in a country accent anymore because I wanted to be there for that day. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, yeah, no, folklore was like honestly a completely different genre for her. Which is every, if you look at all of her albums, every album is a different genre. Every album, she has a different haircut. She wears different clothing. She like makes Complete it her aesthetic. Yeah, she makes it her whole personality. And it's like everything changes. And I think the biggest one will is probably between either red in nineteen eighty nine, nineteen eighty nine and reputation or everything else and then folklore and evermore. Yeah, literally everything else yeah. and then folklore and evermore. Completely yeah. different vibe. The nineteen eighty nine to rep jump, I think. Was insane. And it's just funny because I remember during that time, like when she came back and she was like, the old Taylor is dead, like, blah, blah, blah. I was kind of sad. And I was like, yeah. no, like, but I, I also, want her to be dead. The rep era, I feel like, really goes back to that quote where it's, like, not so crazy that it makes us uncomfortable because yeah. rep made so many people uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Everyone I know, well, not me. <laughs> I'm cutting this <laughs> And not out. me either, but you also didn't know me at the time, so I don't count. <laughs> everyone I know, I remember the day that Look What You Made Me Do came out, and everyone was like, I hate it. And I was like, why? Like, this is the most iconic song ever, and I listened to it 500 times in this my car. really, really embarrassing for me to admit. My hands are kind of sweating a little bit, but Look What You Made Me Do is one of my least favorite lead singles. <laughs> I'm screaming. And I've never wanted to admit that in public, but I feel like this is I the right time. I love Look What You Made Me Do. I, I love it. I love it. Okay, but what about me? But Exclamation mark. I love me. I'm a me. I'm a me apologist. We are okay. opposite. I know. Well, okay. I love look what me do, look what you made me do. Love it. You know, like mm-hmm. it's the beginning of the era. It's great, but it's just so repetitive. Yeah. And it, it, that's what gets me. Yeah. Like I can't listen to it really frequently. Like I'll listen. To, I don't ever like go and pick it out. I get that. It's my like pump up song. But it's good. It's not a bad song. It's a great song. Yeah. It's just not my favorite. But it's just funny. Something because... has to be my least favorite. You know. Yeah. That would be me for me. Me exclamation mark. I love me. I like me, but there's just something about me that... (laughs) Come on, kids. Spelling is fun. (laughs) I do like screaming that at Taylor (laughs) (laughs) Fest. When Taylor Swift reinvented herself into this dark person who hates everything, I was kind of like, what is going on? Like, this is my idol. And why is she like... It was a little scary. Yeah, it was scary. And I was like, why is she Also because we hadn't heard from her in so long. And I was like, where has she been? Why is she like going crazy but obviously there was a reason behind it all and going through the album when the album came out because she hadn't done any interviews so it's like we don't really know what she, like we didn't know what she was thinking yeah I just thought she was like some dark grungy girl now and as the songs came out it's like okay this then, is the old like, Taylor immediately made sense yeah. yeah call it what you want getaway car all those songs and I also like how she like she really leans into her eras between, for example, between rep and lover, like the imagery of like the snake turning into the yeah. butterfly. Iconic. She's leaning into the yeah. eras. Like she embodies the eras. Yeah. And it's crazy because even her street style changes. Oh, everything about her changes. I swear she probably changes the furniture. How many closets house. does she have? I, 
How many houses does she have? That's very funny. <laughs> she but has like, a house. Where does she album. keep? Like, do you think she still has clothes from like Fearless Era? I don't know. Like, does she completely change her wardrobe? Yeah, and she always cuts her hair and. Because her wardrobe, like, not even just like two, but like her walking around on the streets always changes. Yeah. Like you can look at a street picture of her and know exactly what album era yeah. it's from, and that's crazy. Yeah, that no, there's no other artist that's like that. No. But the other thing too, when she was re-recording all of her albums, I was like, so is she gonna do that again? With but such, she hasn't. Yeah, she hasn't really. I mean, I guess with Red, she, her hair is a little bit longer, but maybe she, that's just yeah. her natural body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's just yeah, her hair's just growing. And I feel like her clothes have pretty much stayed the same. Yeah, her clothes stayed the same. I she, think Folklore and Evermore was like a really iconic era for her because yeah. she really leaned into the style she actually enjoyed. Yeah, I feel like, and I think that's how she actually dresses. Since. I think Lover was like super fun for her, but I don't think that's her actual no, style. I think like Folklore Evermore vibe is her like yeah. preferred style yeah and i think during 1989 what she was wearing during that time was her style yes like because that, that was, was very relevant yeah. for that year and that yeah. was like what how she dressed but she got older and even like the style trends changed and i think folklore and evermore style right now is like super in cottage core yeah cottage core hips a little bit more hipster than like the crop Indie. top and the Indie shorts <laughs> <laughs> and i'm interested to see after all of her re-records what album will be next that she has written and how that aesthetic will be and if she'll actually yeah. like change again because it seems like she's pretty comfortable yeah. in the way she looks right now and she doesn't I feel like she, I don't see her doing like a dramatic change again but maybe yeah, she I will. don't either honestly but I mean Taylor's not the only one that completely changes herself every time a new era starts and I think people unless you really look at it or think about it it's not as obvious because other artists don't talk about it as and much. And there are smaller changes. Like, I mean, Billie Eilish at the Met Definitely. Gala. Like, end with Happier Than Ever, that whole era. Like, her style just completely changed. Yeah. And I think that was a huge shock. I remember she did that shoot. I don't know who it was for, but it was basically just when she dyed her hair blonde. Yeah. That is when everything, like, kind of changed for her. And it's funny because her music didn't really change at all. No. So kind of different than Taylor. She just changed, like, her image. Also, segueing off of that, it was really annoying when she did do that. Not her, but the reaction that people had. Like, oh people objectified her so, so hard. And it was like, that was literally the whole reason she why she dressed up. the way she was before. Yeah. Like, you just proved her point. I could talk about this for 20 hours. Yeah. And I think she was finally like, like, she was so young. And now she's like confident and she's obviously so successful, but she's definitely confident in her body. And people took that and ran with it yeah and also her on tour right now she's still wearing the same clothes yeah. that she's comfortable in so they made a really big deal out of nothing nothing but also really great promotion for happier than ever yeah, so <laughs> she's an iconic but then it's like is that what made the song as big as big as it is yeah because everyone was like i need to watch that music video because she looks yeah. different so then it got like a million clicks and is that what makes people money is changing how they look so then it's like a trend and it goes crazy on tiktok and then everyone looks at the music video and listens to the song yeah oh <laughs> unpacking the music industry <laughs> one artist at a time <laughs> it all boils down back to the way that the labels are and the way that the management is because they want to make sure that they're producing the next best thing and the next best thing for women for whatever reason always has to be like the new shiniest thing in the room or yeah. the new like Something the no one has version, ever done yeah, before. Yeah, the newest version of themselves. Like, they have to be different every time. It's like a marketing scheme. It does get clicks. Like, I'm sure... The ultimate clickbait. The ultimate <laughs> clickbait. Honestly, when when Reputation came out, everyone was like, that's, that's not Taylor Swift. Like, that's not America's yeah. sweetheart. Like, she... 
you know, she's dark now and she has snakes all over her. Yeah. <laughs> she says bad words in her songs. Yeah, literally. But that made everyone look at her. And that is probably like 1989, obviously, I think was when she was like becoming as famous as she is now. Mm-hmm. But Reputation probably got so many clicks and people were like always talking about Taylor Swift because they were like, what's going on with her? Yeah. And I'm sure her label loved that because she was becoming popular and people were talking about her. And then also just like with other artists, you could give the example of like Lord with her new album. So she went from melodrama to solar power. Solar power is a totally different sound. Oh yeah, full 180. Yeah, like insane. Like when I first heard that album, I was like, this is not Lord. I it's good, but it's not anything like she's any ever done before. It's a lot happier, and it sounds like she's at the beach all the time. Yeah. She, it doesn't even <laughs> it's sound the life like I it's want her. to live. Yeah, <laughs> can't relate, but yeah. it's the life that I would like to live. Yeah. <laughs> She's living our dream life, so Lord, let us know how we can can be in solar power. Um, I want to be in my solar power. Yeah, (laughs) please. (laughs) Right now, I feel like I'm in my, like, I hope I'm going in my 1989 era soon, but I kind of feel like I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) I go back and forth. I don't know what I'm in right now. I'm in my melodrama era. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like with a lot of the newer female artists that are coming out and becoming really popular... I'm wondering if this shift is going to keep happening because I feel like a lot of people have realized that it's not necessary. Like your music is going to stand, your music can stand on its own. So with artists like Olivia Rodrigo, I don't know that she's going to reinvent herself for her next era. I, I literally cannot figure this one out. I can't imagine her changing aesthetics at she all. She seems so true. She to is herself. so true to her style yeah. and to her aesthetic. I do think that maybe her next album might be a little bit happier. Definitely. Because I remember seeing her talking about that in her documentary. Yeah, and I remember... She wanted to take a shift. Yeah, and in her documentary, she just kept being like, this is... I was so sad. Yeah. These are all so sad. Yeah. I could see her being happier. I I don't see her, like, changing her look or anything like that. Because I think if she did, it would... It wouldn't... It just wouldn't be her. No. She's so... Her personal style is so how she conveys herself. Yeah. And And it's so unique. Yeah. It's different than anybody else. So that's going to be interesting. I'm interested to see what she's going to do next. But then we can also touch on there's people that have stayed the same and haven't changed themselves at all. People like Kelly Clarkson, Pink. Those are just two off the top of my head that I can think of. But yeah, they've stayed pretty much. They've, they haven't really like rebranded, I don't no. think. But, but also, also has, yeah. has that been detrimental <laughs> to their career because they're not as big as they used to be. I remember Pink was big when I was uh, little. I loved Pink. Yeah. And she Kelly Clarkson too. Pink and I was just so edgy at the time. Yeah. But she never went away from being edgy. And is that why she's not as big as she once was? Or is like, what is the reason? I know Kelly Clarkson has her talk show now. Yeah. But again, like. I can't think of any music off the top of my head. No. She's just doing other projects yeah. now, which is, like, great for her. And a lot of people say... Train of thought has <laughs> left the station. <laughs> and I have no idea what I'm talking about. But there are some artists, I feel like, that haven't changed themselves in a really drastic way in a while, and they're still doing better than they ever have before. Um, for example, Harry Styles. Yep. Um, obviously, right after One Direction, chopped his hair off. Not so much rebranded himself but i feel like he just really leaned since he wasn't so constructed by one direction he really leaned into how he actually was as a person and yeah. his personal style and then it hasn't really it hasn't really strayed from that since in the past 
three eras, like HS1, Fine Line, and now Harry's House. But he's just grown more into himself. Like, it hasn't veered off from the path that he was already on. It's just built upon what he had already started. Yeah, he feels very authentic and real. And I think that's why people like him is because he feels like he's just being himself and having fun and doing what he likes to do. And he doesn't put a lot of pressure on, like, I need to look this way and do this way like he literally wears like costumes on stage and yeah everyone is a like I love that so much I think that's why he doesn't have to reinvent himself yeah. because he's already so far out of the box yeah for what true. people expect from male artists that because he's so far out of the box he doesn't really need to change what he's doing yeah because he's already impacting everyone and in he's that way. not yeah and he's not trying to be something that he's not and people see that I think and they like it and that's just who he is. But also there could be the argument that he's a man. <laughs> yes, very true. <laughs> Accurate. But I don't think Harry Styles is the best example for this because he is an amazing performer. And yeah. he, like we said, is so different than any other male artist. But there are a lot of male artists out there that are just very successful in staying the same, staying the same <laughs> and have not changed up literally at all since the start of their career. And they're still just going. Going strong. Going strong. Topping the charts. Like who? I don't want to name any names. I don't want the fandoms to come for our next. Um, because I also, I mean, to be fair, I also still listen to their music. But it's just, oh, I mean, you can just see the, like, stark difference between yeah. the two. Which is startling. <laughs> but, I mean, we all know that the music industry is extremely sexist. Yeah. So it comes to no surprise. Yeah. There was no surprise there. And I bet all those male artists, the, their labels don't even mention rebranding. They don't mention anything because they're doing no. well. And they're like, just keep going. Keep, just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, we could use the example of, like, One Direction and just boy bands in general. They never have to change their look. They just keep going. Well, Girls love them. They did change. They did change. If you think of One Direction from, like, Up All Night. Okay, true. Their frat boy era. <laughs> you're telling me they didn't change from Up All Night until their me, frat boy you're era? you Harry doesn't look like a frat boy right now? I'm just you're kidding. You're telling me. Are, not their frat boy era erasure. <laughs> No, oh that's very gosh. true. They they did they did change, <laughs> but also they were just an anomaly in themselves they, I, too. Yeah, I don't. I think mean, we they can... put out so much music in such a short amount of time. There's yeah. like no accurate comparison to no. them whatsoever. They stand by themselves. Yeah, I don't think we can use the argument of anyone in One Direction, but I think there are certain male artists out yes. there that they don't Absolutely. feel that pressure and things just seem easier for them they can and put out whatever music they want and yeah. it just does well and it, yeah it just does but well I also this is i could talk about this for hours <laughs> male artists don't have to like fight for male attention yeah because male music listeners i feel like usually gravitate towards male music artists yeah like they stay very true to that like i feel like men are afraid to listen to music written by women yep a lot of the time we're kind of not involved in this because we're so in this in the fandom of every artist that we love and we're gonna literally stand them and listen to all of their music oh yeah no stand culture is a like. completely yeah, different situation yeah. so we can't really speak on this but i would say like someone like one of my friends or someone who's not as involved in this world and social media and all that kind of stuff and maybe they hear a song on the radio and they're like i like mm -hmm. this song those I'll are the people that to what's popular yeah those are the people that are the female artists are fighting for because yeah. if they get the and general it's not population even, it's not even those people listening that are the reason why they have to change so much it's just like getting the attention of the media and the radio so that yeah. they can push their songs to people like that yeah 
And I think that's why they have to reinvent themselves. Wow, we really just unpacked a lot. Yeah. I feel like I just had like a Socratic seminar. <laughs> no. Taylor Swift hasn't really reinvented herself. She is just showing us different sides of her, like mirror ball. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe all of those things that Taylor Swift embodied in all of her different eras are just part of who she is and inside yeah. of her. And it's not like she's going through some drastic change. She is still staying true to herself and, you know, reputation. She was a totally different person than she was, like, during Fearless. But that's just how she was feeling at the time. And Yeah, I definitely think that that's true. I don't think that she's, like, pretending to be someone she's not. I just think that she's really leaning into different sides of herself through different eras. Yeah, and I think people would see and what right she's going through. through. I mean, yeah. hello. Look at the Red Album. <laughs> Literally. I mean... Ten men all too well, anyone? Start to end. <laughs> Obviously, that's just what she was living through at the time. She's the most honest person I know. <laughs> no, literally. If it was someone else's idea and someone came to her and said, at Fearless, I need you to go super grunge and try to be a bad girl, she would be like... Uh, yeah like that's just not who she was and she would do it and everyone would see right through it and be like you're so not being genuine I'm but there's also some like interviews during that time where she would like bite back a little bit yeah and then people were so taken aback by it but obviously but I mean like her reputation side was just always there it was just she had it so ingrained into her brain that she like had to be like this good girl and you could probably say that with everybody same thing like with Billie Eilish she became a little bit more confident in the way people saw her and she was you know able yeah. to wear different types of clothing that she actually wanted to wear and I think she was always wearing what she wanted to wear but I think she was worried about what people think if she made that drastic of a change and she did and obviously it got a lot of interesting feedback but now she did it and she's confident and she knows mm-hmm. that that's just part of who she is along with like her normal style and her yeah you know, like you can do both I think going back to Taylor during that time like during fearless and you saw in the documentary she would say like one thing on in an interview and everyone would clap for her and be so excited Mm -hmm. and in her mind she was like I don't even know if this is what I believe in it's just what they told me to say yeah and especially with politics I think she totally reinvented herself politically when especially when she posted that one Instagram post that you saw in the documentary um endorsing a candidate and that was like a huge thing and so I think not just reinvention with you know, Looks. how they look, yeah. yeah, how they sound, but how they think and how they stand up for society. But I feel like that was a big, like, cultural shift when she started sharing stuff. Because yeah. I think that's when other people were like, oh, I can share my opinions on this stuff, too. Yeah. After the Dixie Chicks scandal, <laughs> and everyone was terrified <laughs> to speak what was on their minds. She really um, did. Like, I do think that she, like, started it. Yeah. She started the, she got the ball rolling, yeah. is what I want to say. She started a movement. A lot of things that she has done started a movement. An icon. <laughs> Truly a an legend. icon. A legend. Okay, well, I think obviously we could talk about this for hours upon <laughs> hours upon hours. Yeah. Uh, but we all have places to be. So <laughs> next Wednesday, may or may not be in a cafe, but we will be beginning again. And we will be discussing Sour Tour. We are going to see Olivia Rodrigo, and we are so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm excited to see kind of like things on TikTok, what people's thoughts are. I'm excited to meet people at the concert. Yeah, we're going we to chat with some of them for the pod. So yeah, we'll see you here next week. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Cut the cameras. Cut the cameras.